0: Welcome to A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> well, I truly am grateful. Uh, especially for this topic today, which is having neutral thoughts, having neutral thoughts. My name is Jennifer, (laughs) Jennifer Hadley. I love A Course in Miracles, and I'm working on having all neutral thoughts. Not there yet, but I am in process. Let's begin with a prayer. So I place my hands on my heart, and I wholeheartedly recognize the infinite love intelligence that is the only thing there is. So grateful and thankful to partner up with that holiness, that higher Holy Spirit self that is the I am that I am. So grateful to surrender thoughts that are not neutral, so grateful to surrender the grievances, the grudges, the complaints, the perceptions and projections, and to welcome our true reality. We are grateful and thankful to value the truth and to remember that the truth sets us free from all illusions. We are grateful to let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So if you follow my daily blog, uh, my daily shot of spiritual espresso, which anybody can, it's totally free at jenniferhadley.com. And uh, then you know that I had some gum surgery this week, and in my preparation for that, I had hoped to get this episode completed but I didn't so now I'm doing it with stitches in my mouth and my tongue hurts but I'm so happy to be able to share and to have something helpful to share and what I realized uh, the day before my surgery was that I have non-neutral thoughts about the dentist and therefore having thoughts that aren't Neutral, I have. I had some trepidation. I had some concerns. So, learning experience. Learning experience. Every day is a learning experience. So, today we're going to look at lessons 16 and 17 from the workbook. Lesson 16 is. I have no neutral thoughts Lesson 17 is I see no neutral things And I don't know what's going on with my voice today I don't know if it's the Canadian wildfire Smoke in the air Or if it's uh, a result of something to do with this surgery I had on my gums And medications Things like that but I feel okay compared to my normal. I feel really good. I feel okay. And uh, I'm just grateful to be able to share. I'm grateful for the love of God that is our very life and being. So let's dive into what is this neutrality all about here. So a Course in Miracles tells us, begins with, it literally begins with lesson one, the very first lesson and in the, in the early lessons, lesson one, nothing I see in this room on the street from this window in this place means anything. That's where it begins. And then I've given everything I see in this room, on the street, from this window, in this place, all the meaning that it has for me. I've given everything I see, all the meaning that it has for me. I do not understand anything I see. These thoughts do not mean anything. They are like the things I see in this room. Right. And then I'm never upset for the reason, I think. So by the time we get to lessons 16 and 17 here, he's introducing us to, uh, well, with lesson 15, my thoughts are images that I have made. So we've given everything, all the meaning that it has for us. And our thoughts are images that we've made and we're projecting those thoughts onto the world so the most basic premise is we don't actually see what's there we see the meaning that we've given it right because we don't have any neutral thoughts so we don't see what's actually there and it was a great revelation to me as I was writing my daily shot of spiritual espresso the other day uh, prior to the surgery and realized, oh, I am so not neutral about the dentist. I definitely have an aversion to it. Um, I just don't like people I'm not romantically involved with putting their fingers in my mouth or putting things in my mouth don't like it it feels very intrusive very invasive that's the meaning that i have given it And I saw it so clearly. Oh, here's a place where I can practice neutrality because clearly I am not. (laughs) Let me begin now. And that was actually a huge help to me, as were the prayers that people made on my behalf when I had this gum surgery. And uh, I... Of course, I'm, I'm grateful that I can have this surgical procedure to support my, the health of my teeth and my gums. Grateful for that, that I live in a time where I can get that assistance. And I'm grateful to see that I didn't have neutral thoughts around this. So... Let's look into this and and realize that being willing is all that's required for our healing, the healing of our mind. We just have to be willing. So I'm willing to see things with neutrality. I'm willing to have my thoughts be neutral. In fact, that's my desire. That's my intention. So I'd like all the help I can get from it, the universe, and my willingness is all that's required. Lesson 16, I have no neutral thoughts. The idea for today is a beginning step in dispelling the belief that your thoughts have no effect. And I can remember thinking, well, my thoughts don't really do anything they don't really have an effect especially if I'm not energizing them intensely but now I know that that was my fantasy that I didn't want my thoughts to have an effect I wanted to be able to think mean angry upset thoughts and have it be just my private business of course, miracles tells us there are no private thoughts. Everything is placed into the one mind. And so the greatest thing I can do is to practice neutrality and to stop having thoughts that pollute the one mind, pollute the human race consciousness, uh, that... Uh, Ernest Holmes talked about the race consciousness, the consciousness of the human race. I'm interested in being a healing presence and being of service to the light rather than creating more trash, more waste, more toxicity. I'm interested in doing the opposite, releasing the toxicity, healing it forever. So I have to recognize... That all thoughts produce form at some level. This is from chapter 2 in the fear and conflict section. So here, lesson 16 is saying you got to recognize your thoughts always have an effect. Everything you see is the result of your thoughts. There is no exception to this fact. Thoughts are not big or little, powerful or weak. They are merely true or false. Those that are true create their own likeness. So that which is true is going to be the love of God thoughts. Thoughts that are born of infinite love, intelligence, spiritual in nature. And those thoughts that are true create their own likeness. So they bring more peace, more joy, more love, more wholeness, more beauty, more creativity, more abundance and prosperity, true abundance, true prosperity into our experience. And then he says, those that are false make their own likeness of discord, disharmony, and dysfunction. There is no more self-contradictory concept than that of idle thoughts. And idle thoughts is in quotes because there are no idle thoughts. Again, that from chapter two, fear and conflict um, section. What gives rise to the perception of a whole world can hardly be called idle. So there are no idle thoughts. Every thought, meaning I-D-L-E, thoughts, not I-D-O-L. There are lots of idle thoughts, but there are no idle thoughts, (laughs) I-D-L-E. Every thought you have contributes to truth or to illusion. Either it extends the truth or it multiplies illusions. You can indeed multiply nothing, but you will not extend it by doing so. Besides your recognizing that thoughts are never idle, salvation requires that you also recognize that every thought you have brings either peace or war, either love or fear. A neutral result is impossible because a neutral thought is impossible. There is such a temptation to dismiss fear thoughts as unimportant trivial, and not worth bothering about, that it is essential you recognize them all as equally destructive but equally unreal. We will practice this idea in many forms before you really understand it. In applying the idea for today, which is I have no neutral thoughts, search your mind for a minute or so with eyes closed And actively seek not to overlook any little thought that may tend to elude the search. This is quite difficult until you get used to it. You will find that it is still hard for you not to make artificial distinctions. Every thought that occurs to you, regardless of the qualities that you assign to it, is a suitable subject for applying today's idea. In the practice periods, first repeat the idea to yourself and then as each one crosses your mind, hold it in awareness while you tell yourself this thought about the dentist is not a neutral thought. That thought about the dentist is not a neutral thought. This thought about Novocaine is not a neutral thought. That thought about Novocaine is not a neutral thought. This thought about people putting their hands in my mouth is not a neutral thought. That thought about people putting their hands in my mouth is not a neutral thought. As usual, use today's idea whenever you are aware that a particular thought aware of a particular thought that arouses uneasiness. So that's how I figured it out, is I was feeling uneasy. And then I realized, oh, it has to be because my thought is not neutral. And as soon as I saw that, I just laughed because I noticed I was feeling tense about The pre-surgery, I was feeling tense. Now, one of the statements that is most helpful to me from the text is all things work together for good and there are no exceptions except in the ego's judgment. No exceptions except in the ego's judgment. And this is from Chapter 4 and Section 5, Paragraph 1. And, interestingly, this section is entitled, The Ego Body Illusion. And that's what it begins with. All things work together for good. There are no exceptions except in the ego's judgment. Now, remember that people can intend things not for our good. They can intend things that are very malicious. But because of the nature of God's infinite grace, all things will ultimately work together for good and there are no exceptions except in the ego judgment. The ego exerts maximal vigilance about what it permits into awareness and this is not the way a balanced mind holds together. The ego is thrown further off balance because it keeps its primary motivation from your awareness and raises control rather than sanity to predominance. So the ego is very much about control. And when we are at ease in God, knowing that we are divinely guided in every moment, that we are divinely led by love itself, and that the fullness of God's infinite love is right where we are always, then we don't need to control anything because we have trust in the love of God leading us and guiding us. So being willing to have Only neutral thoughts. To see things as neutral is a powerful, life-changing spiritual practice. That's why it's so key to the workbook and to our happiness. We're never upset for the reason we think. We're upset because we don't have neutral thoughts. We are giving things Uh, interpretation and meaning that's upsetting to us we're projecting the past onto the present moment and therein lies the rub the rub against our our consciousness that is there actually like a divine sandpaper to help us come correct lesson 17 i see no neutral things This idea is another step in the direction of identifying cause and effect as it really operates in the world. You see no neutral things because you have no neutral thoughts. It is always the thought that comes first despite the temptation to believe that it is the other way around. So we have to accept that this is the truth. It's always the thought that comes first despite the temptation to believe that it's the other way around, that our thoughts are in reaction to what we're experiencing. What we're experiencing is made, it's generated by our thoughts. The thoughts always come first. So that's why one of the things that's really helped me in moving into this taking responsibility for what I see and how I see it and what I feel. The, the thing that's really helped me is when I'm seeing something that I don't like, that I wish wasn't there. And I'm saying seeing, but it could be a feeling, right? It could be an experience, I can say, hmm, I'm curious, what was I thinking that is bringing me this experience? Not in a way of punishing myself or thinking that I did something wrong or bad and I should be punished, but simply out of curiosity, hmm, I wonder what I was thinking that brought this into my experience what was I believing that's brought this into my experience and if we're willing to hear the answer perceive the answer it will come so many people talk about not being able to feel love not really knowing what that's like not being able to perceive guidance inspiration intuition And in my experience, it's simply because we're not really interested in it. We don't trust it. It doesn't feel safe to us. So it may seem that it's unconscious that we're blocking it, but we are blocking it from our awareness. It's still happening. My experience uh, has led me to realize that the... Inspiration is always there. The intuition is always there. Many times when people have been through a really difficult situation where they place their trust and faith in another person, and when we ask and and they've been let down or horribly devastated, when we do a little digging and we say, what... um, what do you remember? Did you get any kind of intuition that said, don't do that? Don't go for it. Don't. <laughs> they ignore it because they want what they want. They want the perceived benefit that's available to them. And they don't want to hear the, uh, the guidance that's telling them, uh uh-uh, not a good idea. They don't want to hear that at all. And so they're not willing to really listen. But they do realize later, oh yeah, no, it was there. I just didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to hear it. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. We've all been there and done that. So no harm, no foul. I mean, well, there can be tremendous harm and tremendous foul, but self-judgment ...doesn't help at all. These are learning experiences. Let's just harvest the learning and move forward. When life is difficult... ...you know they say... ...when life hands you lemons, make lemonade. And I I would say... ...sure, I like lemonade. Let's make some lemonade. And I also would say... ...let me bring love to this situation. Let me open my loving heart... Let me discover love and willingness and gratitude for my learning. I may not like the way I'm learning, but I am the one that decided to learn this way. I may not have realized it, but I was falling asleep at the wheel. I was dreaming. I was awake. I was dreaming I was awake. And now I see I was sleepwalking, dreaming I was awake. And that's okay. Everybody's been there and done that. So let's just not go to negativity, not to blame and shame and all of those kinds of things. If we can stay away from that, then everybody is better served. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, I'd like to say something real quickly here. And that is that if you are interested in becoming a spiritual leader, teacher, if you do presentations, uh, if you work on Zoom, if you teach workshops, anything like that, you might be interested in the class we have coming up starting July 6th. It's uh, just an intensive online training about presenting online and teaching workshops and classes. Everyone is welcome. This is a great opportunity to build professional skills, Um, and it's fun, and it's a wonderful community, and I've really stepped up the bonuses here. So all the details are at jenniferhadley.com, and the training is called Create and Lead Workshops That Make a Difference. Create and Lead Workshops That Make a Difference. So I uh, hope to see you in that program. I'm so interested in helping people share their gifts and talents and their insights in ways that are profoundly meaningful, not just for them, but for everyone who participates in their classes and programs and what I think of as their ministries. So I have such a passion for that. Check out those details and the other things we have going on at jenniferhadley.com, our spiritual counseling certification program, prayer practitioner program. We're training people and they are making wonderful careers for themselves. So if that sounds like something you'd like to do, check out the details at jenniferhadley.com. Going into a break here, and I'll be right back after a few short messages. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back, welcome back. And uh, one more quick announcement, which is, well, two. You can still join Change Your Mind About Your Body. I am so loving these classes. They're beautiful and powerful. And we have a class coming up with Kieran J. Gardner. And that's going to be awesome. Of course it is. She's so good. And people are changing their minds about their bodies. And I'm loving the testimonials, people telling me that they're thinking about things in a whole new way, and it's bringing them more peace, and they're seeing the difference in how they feel every day, and I love to hear that. The other thing that's uh, always going to be coming up here is forgiveness workshops, free forgiveness workshops. Again, go to the events page at jenniferhadley.com, and you'll see when the next one is so we're doing two a month right now pretty much through the end of the year so these are a wonderful opportunity to get your forgiveness on and do that healing work truly living a course in miracles all right so lesson 17 i see no neutral things This idea is another step in the direction of identifying cause and effect as it really operates in the world. You see no neutral things because you have no neutral thoughts. It is always the thought that comes first despite the temptation to believe that it's the other way around. This is not the way the world thinks but you must learn that it is the way you think. If it were not so, perception would have no cause and would itself be the cause of reality. In view of its highly variable nature, this is hardly hardly likely. In applying today's idea, which is, I see no neutral things, say to yourself with eyes open, I see no neutral things because I have no neutral thoughts. Then look about you, resting your glance on each thing you note long enough to say, I do not see a neutral mug (laughs) because my thoughts about mugs are not neutral. I do not see a neutral orchid because my thoughts about orchids are not neutral. Example. Uh, exactly (laughs) so that's that's some sampling of that practice for you from lesson 17 and as I was uh, saying earlier when I was writing my daily shot of spiritual espresso the day before my gum surgery as I started to write I realized I am so not neutral about the dentist how about that and I had to laugh. I didn't feel guilty or wrong or bad. I just had to laugh because, okay, no wonder it bothers me so much. I am not at all neutral. And I realized, okay, I don't like these aspects of it, yes, but what what's the bottom line? I would like to have this healing from the surgery. I do think the surgery will facilitate the bone growth and that will be good for my teeth and I'd like my teeth to last another 50 or more years truly I would so whether or not I will live another 50 or more years let my teeth live (laughs) live long and prosper why don't we see the neutrality? Why didn't I see the neutrality I, I, that is actually there? I didn't want to. And I would say it's about blaming. Blaming the dental people, the technicians, the doctor, the dentist, for my suffering and being a victim of the world that somehow some way i found that appealing a long time ago and i've made that my stance about dentistry now i have a friend who's a dental surgeon that i respect and love very much and i and i admire very much and so that helps me to be more neutral. So what was wonderful was I, I put out prayer requests to the community, and I, I know I got a lot of prayers and blessings, and that really helped me. And when I was sitting in the chair and the surgery was happening, um i I noticed where my mind went, so just watching myself, one of the things I do because I'm a storyteller i when I'm experiencing things, I am making mental notes to myself for the storytelling that will happen later and One of the things that we can do to make our stories gripping and entertaining is to play up feeling like a victim or that we're being attacked or we're being let down or we have to escape something or adversity. These kinds of things happening uh, are elements of our stories that we can tell. And as spiritual students, we all know about being attached to a story. So collecting data for the story, collecting characters and details for the story. And I remember in particular, uh, once the surgery began, one of the very first things after the numbing and all of that, was the first incision and I remember the sound in my head of that first incision and thinking yeah that is not a sound I'd like to hear more of because I know the meaning that it has for me (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. And so I was thinking about talking about it, telling about it and I I when I was writing my blog post surgery for the next day, I thought about including that and then my my intuition was to not focus on any of these things. Because you're still giving them some meaning. So just drop the meaning, drop the details. So I'm, I'm sharing it now because of the context of what we're, we're looking at here with the neutrality and lack of neutrality. So I, I was seeing, as I was thinking about describing this later, I was watching myself and my willingness to be neutral. And I was practicing it in the moment with the next incision and the next. That, okay, even this could be neutral. I can let this be neutral. Wow, I actually can let that be neutral. And so I I went through pretty much the rest of the process really... Not giving meaning to things, just this is the experience, turn your head this way, turn your head that way, turn your head back again, turn your head again, and all the different aspects of it, just saying I'm giving it all the meaning that it has for me, and the meaning that I would like to give it is neutrality, everything works together for good. And there are no exceptions, no exceptions at all, except in the opinion of the ego, the ego's judgment. No exceptions. Standing on that, this is for my good. I accept my good. I'm grateful for my good. My good is happening now. Now, why would I wish to see it as not being for my good? I can only think that I would say it's not for my good because I see myself as a victim of the world, and if everything is working together for my good, how can I still be a victim of the world? No, it can't happen. And that's why that teaching about... Everything works together for good. At the beginning of Chapter 4, Section 5, about the body-ego illusion, Paragraph 1, just begins with that. All things work together for good. There are no exceptions except in the ego's judgment. So I really worked that hard. I know I've talked about this many times because it really has been so profoundly helpful and healing to me to be able to say everything works together for good and there are no exceptions except in the ego's judgment do i want to live in the ego's judgment not anymore i wish to be free forever and that is what i am choosing i am choosing freedom forever. Freedom feels so good, and freedom is what we can share with our brothers and sisters. Because when we walk in the world free from getting snared or snagged by other people's opinions and judgments and being upset and triggered by what other people do or don't do, when we walk in the world free of all of that... We are broadcasting, we are teaching, this is possible. This is possible. And so that to me is one of the most important things, is to always be broadcasting, this is possible. Sometimes people will say, doesn't it bother you, this or that? And there are times when this or that does bother me, but... There's a difference between my mind is agitated. So the ego personality mind is agitated. I don't want this. I want it to be different. That can be going on. And at the same time, I the I am that I am, my spiritual identity, I can recognize, oh, I see these thoughts showing up on the screen of my mind and I am not choosing to invest in them. I am not choosing to think them or identify with them. I'm noticing them, but I am not giving into them. I am not allowing myself to be snared by them. It's, it takes a great willingness to not be upset. And I have learned it's so much easier not to be upset. This is one of the things we speak about all the time in Masterful Living, my year-long program, because I'm often asking people, okay, so what's different? You've been in the program three months, four months, five months, six months, eight months. What's different? And one of the most common responses is, I don't get bothered as much. I don't get angry as much. I don't feel hurt as much. And I ask them, how is that happening? I already know the answer to the question but I always feel it's valuable for them to articulate it and they say over and over again it's not happening because I don't like it so I don't choose it anymore I see I have a choice now I have a choice to not be bothered and it's because they do recognize that they're not upset for the reasons they think And rather than see themselves as a victim in the world, they'd rather see themselves as being a teacher of God or someone who's helpful in the world. We can't be both. We can't be the victim of the world and be helpful. I am here only to be truly helpful, I'm not here to be a victim. I'm here only to be truly helpful. So I find for myself, when I am being truly helpful, that's my sweet spot. And I am being truly helpful when I am at peace. It's the only way for me to be truly helpful. So on the way home from the um, dentist... One of the, Well, uh, in the chair, there were a couple of things they told me. One is they told me that I had to be careful about elevating my heart rate. Um, I, my resting heart rate is about 55. So they said, yeah, don't keep it under like 80, 90. So I'm like, well, I have to be able to walk my dog. yep, yeah, but walks, walks her slowly and keep it under 80 to 90. Okay. If they had told me ahead of time, that that was going to be something, because I had really asked them, can you tell me everything I need to know about the aftercare, because I wanted to be able to arrange my life and be prepared for it. Nobody told me that, because if they had told me that, I would have taken Bodhi for a super vigorous walk early in the morning. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to feel up to... um, uh, a lot of activity later in the day but I felt I'd probably be able to walk walker and but I had to I have to walk pretty slowly to keep it under certainly to keep it under 80 heartbeats per minute so it's like okay I could find that super annoying if I wanted to but I do not want to be super annoyed so not going to be annoyed about that it is what it is and then they also said um did you pick up your antibiotic i said what do you mean antibiotic they said nobody told you you're gonna want to have an antibiotic i said no nobody told me that i haven't been on an antibiotic in a long time at least 15 years so um why do i need an antibiotic they kind of looked at me like I was dumb. Uh, the, the doctor says, It helps with the healing. I'm like, Okay, humor me. How does it help with the healing? And they said, uh, Because it will kill bacteria in your mouth and that will h- help it heal faster. I'm like, Okay. So now I have to get it on the way home, but if they had told me and we had discussed it beforehand, I could have picked it up on the way there. So I could have been really annoyed about that. I wasn't, so I'm glad about that. Then in the pharmacy, I walked into this pharmacy I'd never been to before on my way home, about a half an hour from my house, and I brought the pharmacist the prescription. I said, may I give this to you? Yes. All right, it'll be ready in a half an hour. Or they said, are you going to wait, or are you going to come back and get it? I said, I'll wait. I don't live anywhere near here. Okay, it'll be about a half an hour. Fine. I said, I'll sit over here. So in full view of the pharmacist, I was sitting there. Half an hour goes by, a little more than a half an hour. Finally, I just went up to her and I said, I'm just checking on that prescription. Oh, I did that a while ago. Okay. All righty, I said, Oh, don't you remember? I said, I'm going to sit right here. No, I wasn't paying any attention. Okay, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I could have been really upset by that. I I must confess, I was annoyed. I was annoyed only because I just wanted to get lying down before the Novocaine wore off. And I was driving myself home from this, what felt like intense surgery to me. And I needed to take Bodhi out for a walk before I crashed, so... Anyway, there's a lot of detail there, but I I just, I, I didn't know where to pay for it. They said, oh, we'll go over there. So I saw, oh, this is where, this is another waiting area for prescriptions. So I just said to the lady there, I, I've never been here before. I don't really know how this works. I haven't had a prescription in a very long time. Can you tell me? When somebody's waiting for a prescription, do you call out their name? Yes, we do. I said, because I don't think anybody called my name. No, we didn't call your name. Okay, okay. So at that point, I just, I let it all go. I let it all go. And that to me is practicing neutrality. When I knew I was slightly annoyed, definitely felt that. I knew I wasn't neutral. That's how I knew I wasn't neutral. And as soon as I went back to peaceful, harmonious, I knew I was back in neutrality again. So liberation, freedom, we can have it. We have to choose it. I used to choose to be upset all the time. I thought it was my superpower that I could intimidate people with the intensity of my emotion. Now I see my superpower is forgiveness, compassion, patience, kindness. These are the superpowers I'm interested in. These are the ones that I'm cultivating. And these are the ones that are healing my mind. So practicing neutrality is a way out of hell. We are training ourselves to be able to relax the mind. What does that mean, relax the mind? It means release our attachment to the attachment. <laughs> so the attachment that I had was that um, going to the dentist is not good. It's, it's unenjoyable. It's painful. It's difficult. That was my attachment negative association but obviously if I get to keep my teeth and strengthen my teeth that is good so going to the dentist is good it might be uncomfortable on a physical level but if I start judging it then I'm going to create mental and emotional distress for myself and I'm not interested in that I've had enough of that in my life I'm much more interested in peace Peace is the way. That's my way. It's the highway. And cultivating the ability to just look at, oh, I'm not neutral about this, but I could be, I'm willing to be. Holy Spirit, help me to be neutral about this. I am willing to be neutral about this. It's a practice. It's all a practice. That's what the workbook is about. That's what it's for. And... We're using it to be truly helpful, and I love it, and I love you. (laughs) All right, so we've got a lot of wonderful things coming up at the Power of Love Ministry in September. I'm going to do my Stop Playing Small Retreat online. I'm looking at doing a retreat, maybe a forgiveness retreat, in early November, and then my spiritual counseling training intensive. Uh, Next week, starting July 6th, we have the Change Your Mind About Your Body program. It's an intensive training. It's a lot of fun. People have found it to be very, very helpful, very informative, and really supportive of their breaking out of their sense of feeling insecure about leading and teaching online all right more to come more to come more to come let's pray i am so grateful and so thankful for the infinite love of god that unites us we are grateful that our mind is the mind of god now and forever we are choosing freedom we're choosing liberation and we are truly sharing the benefits with everyone we let the healing be We know it's done, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you.